0: Good morning and welcome to St John's for our online worship service. Uh, Wherever you are, whatever time you're watching, it's great to have you join with us as we worship God together. Well today is the second Sunday after Easter, Uh, so we're looking at the story of Jesus meeting his disciples after he had raised from the dead. Children who are watching this service, uh, there are some Together at Home activities which were emailed out or you can download from the website and there are some activities related to the story uh, which you can find there. We're going to begin by lighting a candle and just invite you to light a candle in your homes uh, as we worship together. I'm going to light this Easter candle uh, behind me. We are of course very much in the Easter season in the church calendar. And as we light our candle, we have our action that we've been doing. When we light our candle, we remember God is good and God is with us. So we begin our service with these words of response for this Easter, second Sunday in Easter. Hallelujah. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed, Hallelujah. Praise the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. He has given us new life and hope by raising Jesus from the dead. God has claimed us as his own. He has brought us out of darkness. He has made us light to the world. Alleluia! Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia! And now we have our first song. Wrestling Come before God to worship Him. We also take a moment to come before Him in confession and uh, to bring before Him anything that has got in the way of our relationship with Him. So we're going to use these words of confession now. We have lived by our own strength and not by the power of your resurrection. In your mercy, forgive us, Lord hear us and help us. We have lived by the light of our own eyes, as faithless and not believing. In your mercy, forgive us. Lord, hear us and help us. We have lived for this world alone and doubted our home in heaven. In your mercy, forgive us. Lord, hear us and help us. And may the Father of all mercies cleanse us from our sins and restore us in his image to the praise and glory of his name. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. And the collect, the special prayer for the day. Risen Christ, for whom no door is locked, no entrance barred, open the doors of our hearts, that we may seek the good of others and walk the joyful road of sacrifice and peace, to the praise of God the Father. Amen.
1: Acts chapter four, verses 32 to 35. Now the whole group of those who believed were one of heart and soul, and no one claimed private ownership of of any possessions, but everything they owned was held in common. With great power the apostles gave their testimony to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was was upon them all. There was not a needy person among them, for as many as owned lands or or houses sold and brought the the proceeds of what was sold. They laid at the Apostles feet and was distributed to each as any had need. The reading is taken from John chapter 20 verse 19 to 31. Jesus appears to his disciples. On the evening of that first day of the week, when the disciples were together with the doors locked for fear of the Jewish leaders, Jesus came. Then Jesus told him, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. The purpose of John's gospel. Jesus performed many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not recorded in this book. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. Here ends the reading.
2: Good morning and happy Eastertide. Yes, it is Easter still. It's going strong and according to the church calendar, we are in week two of Eastertide, a time when we continue to celebrate the resurrection of Christ. And we also start to look forward to his sending out of the disciples at Pentecost. So in many ways, it's a time of preparation as well as celebration. A time when we think about our mission as disciples of Christ, and refreshed by our own celebrations of the joy and hope of Easter, we begin to ready ourselves to turn to the world, to the great out there and beyond that Jesus sent us to teach about him. And to me, it's endlessly strange and mysterious how, well-matched our last year seems to have been to the seasons of the church. If you think we entered our time of lockdown during Lent, the greatest time of Christian mourning and self-denial and pain, we began to emerge last week on Easter Sunday. Here at St John's we marked Christ stepping from the tomb into the garden by ourselves stepping from lockdown into the church grounds and raising our voices together in song for the first time since lockdown began. And this week, this week of preparation and contemplation of Christ's upcoming mission, marks hopefully our own preparations to return to our church building and eventually, one day, hopefully not too far away, our activities, our vintage teas and our concerts and our fates and all of the wonderful things that we used to do beyond the incredibly valuable and hard work that's been going on in lockdown. Hopefully this is our last week of full lockdown before we can begin once again to step out and to face the world that Christ calls each one of us to serve. I think the biblical symmetry and sympathy which has accompanied us this last year has never ceased to stir in me a greater sense that Jesus has walked with us each step by our side. This week, as I say, is no different. As we look to today's gospel reading, we see Christ's disciples locked down, fearful, hiding. The anticlimax of all anticlimaxes after last week's hallelujahs and here's risens. But isn't that how it can feel after the immediate joy and celebration of Easter, when we have to return back to our same anxiety-ridden state of lockdown that we were in before? watching the news and waiting and wondering when we'll be free again. But then we see Christ, surprising and fathomable, absolutely irrepressible in every way. Here in this locked, hidden room of the disciples, Christ just turns up. There's no fanfare, there's no signs or portents of his great coming. He just turns up in the middle of all this fear and uncertainty, and he tells his followers to be at peace in an instant, everything in that room seems to change. Fear changes to hope, anguish to joy, darkness to light. Jesus transforms that place and then he transforms those disciples. Because that is what Jesus does. He transforms people and places and situations. He enters into the dark and frightened spaces of our hearts and he turns them into places of hope. And goodness. And he doesn't do it just through flipping a happy switch in us, just changing the setting from sad to happy, because you could get that experience from drugs or from drink or a million other human means, and it would be meaningless and it wouldn't last. And it wouldn't transform anything, it would just mask it. You know, Jesus transforms us through calling us to be who we were always intended to be the friends and the children and the agents of God Almighty. Jesus transforms us by putting us to the work we always should have been doing. By setting us on the right path again and sending us on our way with the purpose that we always needed to fulfill. If we look at the disciples, Jesus doesn't just say, peace be with you. I've died for your sins and I've risen again. and So you can see that heaven's real and I really am the son of God. You're all okay now. Your sins are forgiven. So you can probably just chill and hang out until uh, judgment day, really. I don't think if he'd have said that, that he would have transformed those disciples in the way that they needed to be transformed, in the way that really brings the joy of living and working alongside God every day. I think it's mission that we're made for, the mission of sharing our salvation with others, the mission of bringing God's work world back to him and doing it with him, the mission of serving our fellow humans with that same love that we know we've been given in Christ. So instead of saying, you know, peace, I'm alive, everything's okay, you can just relax now, Jesus turns up and he says to his disciples, as my Father sent me, so I am sending you. He gives the disciples a mission, and to help them he gives them the Holy Spirit. He shares something of his divinity with them. And what superpower does Jesus impose on these disciples? not the ability to raise themselves from tombs or enter into locked rooms or any of those incredible supernatural things. Through the Spirit of God, Jesus gives them the power of forgiveness. That's not saying that the disciples can know and forgive all sins like God. Only God can judge the human soul. I think it's more saying that he gives those disciples the knowledge of their own forgiveness in God. And through that the power to forgive the sins that have been done against them. Because if you think about it, those frightened hiding disciples, they had a lot of things to forgive both in themselves and in other people. They'd suffered the betrayal of Judas, one of their closest friends and allies had turned against them. They'd suffered each other's failures, Peter's denying of Christ, the male disciples abandonment of Jesus on the cross, all the lies and betrayals each one of them had had to perform to save their own skin. They'd all suffered the mistreatment of the Jewish authorities, the people who were meant to love God and protect them as Jewish believers. And they'd suffered the cruelty of the Roman Empire, its mockery and its savagery and its murder of the man that they loved more than anything or anyone on this earth. And then they'd suffered the feckleness of the Jewish and the Gentile people alike. Those who had followed them on their journey with Christ, who'd sought forgiveness and healing from Christ, who'd begged to hear his word. Where were they now? How quickly they'd cried for his sentencing instead of Barabbas. How little fight they put up for the man who redeemed them. I think the anger and the resentment and the shame that the disciples felt must have weighed so heavily on their hearts in that moment. And then suddenly Jesus turns up and tells them that this same world that has treated them and him so badly is the world that they need to go out now and save. The world that they need to go out and love as much as he does. I think when we see it that way, forgiveness does seem like a superpower. And it's the same superpower that we need right now so that we can go back out into the world and serve the way that Jesus wants us to. We have undoubtedly all suffered hurt, or deceit or mistreatment or unfairness throughout this last year. Friends may have let us down. The church may not have behaved the way that we'd have wanted it to. Our family and colleagues and politicians and neighbours, they may have all seemed to us to have been marred by selfishness or thoughtlessness or unkindness. We might have lost touch with people or turned from them as we felt they turned from us in our time of need. We may have lost faith in people, including ourselves. We may have found our relationships stretched to the absolute limit of endurance, and our patience with the culture surrounding us drained to its last drop. We may have felt all of these things and more. But if we're to come out of this lockdown and to love this world like Jesus loved it, if we're to show the truth of God's love to it, If we're to fulfil our mission to it, then we need to be people of forgiveness. We need to be the people that are marked by forgiveness, defined by it, made strange and unworldly and holy by it. Forgiveness needs to be the number one thing in our hearts because that is the joy of the gospel, that all people are forgiven all things in Christ. That everyone gets a fresh start, that no one is too dirty or corrupt or broken to step forward at the end of time and be embraced by God the Father. And the world will only know that wonderful message if they see it shown in us first, in the people of Christ, in his agents here on earth. So now this Eastertide morning, in the strength of the Christ-given spirit, we may turn and forgive. We may breathe in the spirit deep into ourselves, the knowledge of our own absolution, and in the power of Jesus, exhale a good, long, clean breath of forgiveness. We may keep breathing in and out, feeling the breath of God course through us, and know ourselves to be truly coming back to life with Christ. And then we may turn to the world, and see with joy the honour it is to serve it in the name of Christ. Amen and happy Eastertide.
3: Let us pray. Faithful God, we praise you for the resurrection of your son Jesus Christ from the dead. Shed his glorious light on all Christian people that we may live as those who believe in the triumph of the cross. Almighty God, we ask you to be a real and living presence in your church throughout the world. May we at St. John's, by reaching out to our community, continue to testify to our Lord's resurrection. Wherever we are lacking in faith and courage, strengthen us with your spirit. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Merciful God, we pray for peace in our troubled world. Wherever nations are at war and people are suffering, we pray for true reconciliation. We lift to you the people of Myanmar and all in the world who live in countries where democracy is denied to them. We pray especially for the people of Northern Ireland where the resurgence of violence and unrest has broken the peace we have all enjoyed for so long. Grant to all who carry the heavy burden of leadership, the wisdom to see if errors have been made, the humility to admit any responsibility they may bear, and the courage to move forward once more to a peaceful resolution. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Heavenly Father, we pray for all those whose relationships are under strain at the moment, for those who live in fear of a violent partner, for those whose relationship with their children has broken down, for those who feel unable to reach out to people for fear of rejection, for those who have lost touch with friends and family for whatever reason, May all who are in need of friendship and support know that they're surrounded by your love and that you walk beside them every day. And we give thanks to you, Lord, for the family and the friends who have reached across the months of separation to maintain the relationships and give us the support we so rely on. Lord, in your mercy, Hear our prayer. Loving God, comfort the sick and suffering with your living presence. Heal and strengthen weak bodies, calm, confused minds, and give your strength and patience to all who care for the sick. We lift to you now those we know with particular needs and in a moment of silence we name them in our hearts. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Almighty God, as Thomas grieved the death of your son and doubted in your almighty power to overcome death, we ask that you send your Holy Spirit to those who grieve. We lift to you especially today, Her Majesty the Queen and all the Royal Family as they mourn the loss of a beloved husband, father, grandfather and great grandfather. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Merciful God, we remember before you those who have died in the hope of resurrection. Unite us with them in your undying love. Help us to always remember that death could not hold your son, Jesus Christ, and that new life for him means new life for all who believe in him. And we give thanks today for the life of His Royal Highness, Prince Philip, Duke of Edinburgh. We give thanks for his service to our Queen, our country, and to the world. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. And as lockdown restrictions begin to ease again, and we see a small ray of hope, a prayer by Laura kelly Fanucci. When this is over, may we never again take for granted a handshake with a stranger, full shelves at the store, conversations with neighbours, a crowded theatre, Friday night out, the taste of communion, a routine check-up. The school rush every morning, coffee with a friend, the stadium roaring, each deep breath, a boring Tuesday, life itself. And when this ends, may we find that we have become more like the people we want to be, we were called to be, we hope to be. And may we stay that way, better for each other because of the worst. Merciful Father, accept these prayers for the sake of your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen.
4: so
0: prayer of blessing, a couple of notices. Uh, First of all just a reminder next Sunday we are returning to the church building for Sunday services so our Sunday morning service will be in church Uh, all are welcome to come to that. Uh, Of course if you'd rather not be coming to church just yet we will still be live streaming our services so you'll be able to join in at home Uh, and our midweek communion service will begin uh, the following week on Wednesdays Uh, so we'll be returning to those as well. And on Sunday the 25th, uh, we have our annual church meeting, uh, where among uh, a few other things, we'll be looking ahead uh, at the year and the kind of priorities that we'll be focusing on for the coming year. But we're also reviewing our electoral roll. So if you want to join the electoral roll and you're not on it yet, you can uh, do so by uh, applying and you can contact the church office and get an application form for that too. So that's uh, the 25th of April for our annual church meeting. But we close now with uh, some words of response uh, and a final prayer of blessing. God raised Christ from the dead and enthroned him at his right hand in the heavenly realms. God put all things in subjection beneath his feet and gave him as head over all things to the church. We died, and our life lies hidden with Christ in God. We set our minds on things above. When Christ, who is our life, is revealed, we too will be revealed with him in glory. And so, the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, and the blessing of God Almighty, the Father the Son, and the Holy Spirit be upon you and remain with you always. Amen.
5: See what the morning glory is bright with the dawning of hope. close to the light as the angels announced christ is risen see god's salvation plan wrought in love born in pain pain in sacrifice fulfilled in christ man for he lives christ is risen Mary weeping, where is he laid? As in sorrow she turns from the empty tomb. Here's a voice speaking, calling a name. It's the Master, the Lord raised to life again. This voice expands the years, speaking life, stirring hope. Spirit who close faith with certainty Honours and blessing, glory and praise To the King crowned with power and authority And we are raised with Him Dead and dead, love was won, Christ is called Christ is risen from the dead And we are raised with him Death is dead, love has won